Now sit back and relax as you listen to the Texas State Sports Podcast. Find us online at TexasStateSports.com. Welcome to the seventh episode of the Texas State Sports Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Mayforth. Through six games, Texas State is 3-3 and 1-0 in the Western Athletic Conference. It's not going to get any easier for the Bobcats as they embark on a tough stretch of games beginning Saturday afternoon at San Jose State. Texas State then travels to Utah State and comes home to face the 24th ranked Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. Are the Bobcats scared? Not at all. Senior linebacker Brian Lilly is ready. If you're not fired up for this, then then I don't know where your heart is because you know it, playing against great teams, it should it should uh, bring out the best in you. You know, uh, big time players make big time plays in big time games. That's what the old mantra is. So you know, hopefully, hopefully, whenever we uh, we we play these teams, we're able to uh, play the play the best we can, and, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, do our best and, and see what happens after that. But uh, all those teams, every team left on our schedule is is pretty good. It all begins Saturday for Texas State as the program visits California for the first time since the 2004 season when it lost to Cal Poly. Saturday also marks a homecoming for several Bobcats, including sophomore wide receiver Ben Aja. It's it's special, you know what I mean? It's 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 awesome to be able to play football and everything like that on a Division One level, and then uh, but especially most of, most of the guys on the team being from Texas, they get to play in front of their families all the time. All of us are out here. We don't see our families for six six months at a time, and being able to play in front of them in in our state is is just huge. And and to to play a team as good as San Jose that makes it even more special. San Jose State is five and two, coming off a fifty-two to twenty-four drubbing of UTSA. What makes the Spartans so good? Well, I talked with San Jose State beat writer Jimmy Durkin to find out. What went so well for the Spartans last weekend? Like every game that they've done well, it was, it was a lot about their passing game. You know, David Fales and uh, they really have a ton of good wide receivers that uh, got it going early, and you know, they completed deep passes, they'll complete short passes, and so that got it going early. Um, they forced turnovers. They, uh, their special teams played very well. They had two special teams touchdowns in the first half and um, you know, four six turnovers in the game. And so really uh, they had a lot of good things happening on all three sides of the ball, um, and that allowed them to really take control early, and they were able to kind of just put it on cruise control in the second half. Now, you mentioned um, you know, the passing game. Now, David Fales has completed 74% of his passes for an average of 306 yards per game. Now, what has Fales done that he's such an accurate quarterback? And two, is he as good as his numbers suggest? Um, yeah, he's definitely as good as his numbers suggest. He's uh, um, A lot of it has to do with the fact that he's got a lot of weapons. They have... Four wide receivers, I would say, um, starting with Noel Grigsby, who's um, as a junior, midway through his junior year, he's already the school's all-time leader in receptions and receiving yards. Um, you know, the Jabari Carr, uh, Chandler Jones, Kyle Nunn, they're four top receivers. They have one of the best tight ends in the country in Ryan Houghton. They really have five targets in the passing game that are, are very, very good. And, you know, they like to get in, in packages where they'll get – you know, three or four receivers, get the tight end out there. And so he has a ton of options, and he's very accurate. He he can throw the ball wherever you need him to. And, you know, he's got guys that are very good about going off and get, going up and getting the ball. Noel Grigsby um, in particular, a guy who's only 5'10", but 
he, he's, he plays much bigger than that because he, he can be a kind of guy that you throw the ball up and he can fight off other guys and wedge himself into little positions or do you know, different deeks to, to kind of fool the, the defenders and is always able to go and find the ball. So I think it really comes down to the fact that he's got a really good stable of receivers and um, he's very accurate. He's got a strong arm. Uh, not the strongest arm in the world, but definitely a good strong arm, and he's just extremely accurate. One thing the Spartans, just from looking at the stats, have had a, tr- have had a problem with, excuse me, is uh, keeping sales upright. They allowed 13 sacks against Utah State and, uh, let's see, 24 sacks overall. Um, is this something that has been corrected over time? Do you think their, their offensive line is playing a lot better, or will a solid pass rush still give them fits? I mean, I think a lot of it, a lot of that is skewed by the one game. You know, he sacked 13 times in one game that all of a sudden they'd been protecting him pretty well. Um, they'd only been giving up two per game coming into that, and then, bam, he gets blitzed for, for 13 sacks and drops them all the way to the bottom of the league in sacks allowed. Um, so I, I think a lot of that has to do with how good Utah State is. They have a very good pass rush, a very good defense. Um, and in that game, it was – you know, they had to pass the ball a lot because they got down early. So, you know, they didn't allow a sack against UTSA, um, which was obviously a step in the right direction. So, overall, he's, he's been pretty well protected. They had one bad game, but um, the offensive line bounced back and played well this past weekend. And so I, 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 I think it's a point where it's not, not a huge concern for them. Um, they they, they kind of look at it more as it was one bad game and obviously a game that bad. I mean, it was close to an NCAA record. Um, can, can skew a lot of those numbers. Now, one thing I noticed, too, um, talking about special teams now, uh, Tyler Irvin, he's a monster. He's averaging 28 yards uh, per kick return with a long in 97. And then Damon Ogburn Jr., I mean, averages 34.7 with only three returns. Now, with these two guys, um, is there any concern? Because Texas State has tremendous special teams. They either kick it long for touchbacks or their coverage has been spectacular. Has there been a lot of focus this week in practice on breaking a big return if they get that opportunity? Well, I think they, I mean, they feel like a guy like Tyler Irvin, um, a lot of times it, it takes maybe just one block and, and he can, he can find a way to, to, you know, to break it. Um, they, they're definitely aware of the fact that they might have limited return opportunities this week, um, you know, with Texas State's ability to kick the ball deep. And, and so, um, I think they're they're probably going in this game thinking they might not have the opportunities to uh to, to do as much in the return game. Um, unfortunately, Damon Ogburn Jr. he uh he got injured two weeks ago. He injured his hamstring in the Utah State game. He did not play against UTSA. Um, he hasn't been ruled out for this game, but uh, Coach McIntyre told me it's probably doubtful that he would uh, he'd be able to suit up. And he he is a huge guy. I mean, he's a starting uh, defensive back for them. And he's also uh, a stud on special teams. You know, he had a he had a big return in, in their win over San Diego State, but even more so, he is a tackling machine when it comes to the special teams game. He is always the first guy down there, and, and often is the guy making the tackles on special teams for them. But uh, like I said, unlikely that he'll be able to play with a hamstring injury. One thing I was hearing McIntyre talk about is how difficult this offense, Texas State offense, might be to prepare for since it's kind of like the Nevada pistol offense. Basically, it's exactly like that. Um, Francione's coaching staff said they borrowed a lot of things from uh, Chris Alt over there uh, running the Wolf Pack. Um, how has San Jose State done against option teams in the past, and do you think the Bobcats could find success against them? Yeah, they, you know, their their defense is 
has at times, you know, you had some holes in it. Um, of course, you know, the earlier this year they played Navy, a team I know Texas State will see later this year. And you know, Navy, obviously a different kind of option offense. They run the triple option. But San Jose State completely shut down that, you know, shut them out. Um, but, you know, the, San Jose State has a lot of experience playing against Nevada. They, you know, had, up until this year, have been conference uh, fellow conference members with them and will join them again next year in the Mountain West. And, you know, they, they played reasonably close with them last year. Um, so I, I think, you know, they they have had, you know, some struggles with uh, with athletic quarterbacks, with, with quarterbacks that can move around. And so I know that has been a, something they've worked on specifically in practice the last couple of weeks. They um, have kind of switched up and had uh, had some wide receivers running, uh, you know, running the scout team quarterback look uh, um, the past two weeks to try to adjust and get themselves ready for, for facing that kind of an attack. The Vegas line opened with San Jose State as a 21-point favorite. Do you think these Vegas bookies are on the money? Are they completely crazy, or do they have no idea what the Bobcats are in for? For a, for a program like San Jose State that hasn't been a, a consistent powerhouse, I think 21 points is, is a little much to put out there. But, um, you know, they, they have shown a, an ability to, you know, they, they when they get a lead lately, they've been kind of putting on the accelerator and have been able to, to pull away from teams that, it could get up to that, you know, up to that kind of level. Uh, you know, I, I, I it's probably it's probably a, a number that I would stay away from, but uh, you know, it it wouldn't surprise me if they were able to win by three touchdowns. And finally, um, for for some Bobcat fans traveling out there trying to take the trip to San Jose, what are some can't miss spots? I mean, what are some, you know, parks around the area? How about some restaurants? And what's there to do? Well, uh, that's probably the the one spot you want to hit up is uh, Santana Row. It's kind of the uh, little uh, upscale area in San Jose. It's got a bunch of really nice restaurants um, that, uh, you know, you know, good nightlife over there, good shopping and everything. Uh, you know, it's um, a, a fun area. You know, San Francisco is obviously only about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour away. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure uh, if you're in the area, you know, it's, it's definitely worth uh, the drive up there to go check that out. Um, and, uh, you know, even even, even the, the downtown San Jose area, which, the university is pretty much right on the, the outskirts of the downtown area. There's a there's, there's a lot of places uh, to go out and grab a grab a bite to eat, grab something to drink. Uh, there's you know there's there's restaurants and bars all on the, the kind of area that uh, that leads you over to uh, HP Pavilion where the, the Sharks play. Um, you know if you if you need a late night burrito, uh, Law Vix is uh, is is the, is the campus favorite and uh, got two locations in the downtown area and uh, you know. You can't go wrong getting a, getting a burrito with some orange sauce from Law Vix uh, late at night. I don't know about you guys, but I'm quite hungry right now. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Texas State Sports Podcast. If you have a comment or question, feel free to email me at tmayforth at sammarcosrecord.com or find me on Twitter at smdrtyler. Be sure to check out my coverage of each and every road game in the San Marcos Daily Record. As always, you can find us online at TexasStateSports.com.